podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Basketball Leadership Podcast. Here are your hosts, Steve Collins and Greg Berg. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Basketball Leadership Podcast, episode five. <laughs> We're getting closer to my favorite number. Getting, getting closer to mine, too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And I do like to gamble, but it's not seven. You know, I <laughs> All want right. seven, seven, seven. Um, but I, if you've ever listened to my podcast, you know the second best game ever invented is craps. Um, Ooh. Breaking. I, I've. I've had some fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of energy. And we're talking about leadership and you talk about yep. energy and all that stuff. If you've ever walked in a casino, all the energy comes from the craps table. Yep. Like, yeah, but I got to not be a teacher. To, play more <laughs> craps, to be honest with you. All right. So we're going to talk about collective leadership and the traits behind that. So first of all, define collective leadership, what you mean by that. You know, early on, we talked about what leadership is. It's, it's influence, right? So now, Kids can influence a team in a lot of different ways. And I, I think all too often we we think of the leader or the captain as the one person that kind of, you know, is what who everyone looks to. But the reality is collective leadership basically is the premise that we all influence the team in different ways. There's a lot of different ways to lead. And I think as coaches, we got to give permission to our kids to know that, hey, we believe in collective leadership. We can all lead in a lot of different ways. Here's how we can lead. How do you fit in this? How do you influence our team this way? I think of our state tournament teams that we've had and the the type of leaders we had on our team that really put us over the hump were not the guys that were on the court all the time. And so I'll go through these five types and I'll kind of you know share that story. But I, I think number one, you need game leaders. And I've written about this quite a bit and I, I actually have about seven. I'm going to only focus on five right now, but uh, game leaders. Your game leaders are the ones that uh, will have the ball in their hands when it's crunch time. They might not be your best leaders in other areas, but they have to have the. They're your decision makers. There's there's your best player. Typically, they they need. Um, they're a leader in that way. They're and hoopers. I've had a lot of kids. They're hoopers. I refer to them as. They're hoopers. They're, hoopers. They can hoop, they're gonna man. be your decision makers. <laughs> they're the go-to guys. You know, it is. Um, we would love those guys to be our our leaders in other areas, but they not, they're not always are right. Right. Um, secondly is a practice leader. Practice leaders are the guys that are going to ensure that we're going to get better each and every day at practice. They are blue collar, hundred percent of competitive kids that make sure your practices are good each and every day. I'm sure we both had players that were, you know, our best players on game day, but they weren't always the best practice players. And we need to rely on other guys sometimes to bring the energy to practice and the competition to practice. I'm telling you, so for coaches listening to this, all my great teams, first of all, all my great teams, players players six through eight, what are the difference between us winning and losing in some really yep. big games? Yeah. Um, and then so that's the first thing. So yep. don't underestimate six through eight or six nope. through nine. And then there was also people in there that never got on the court, which was what you're talking about, were those practice ones that made us better every day. And eventually they became game leaders, a couple of them, but yep. they were just like, wow, there's like these people, are they just weren't going to get on the floor. 
but they were competitive every day. I know it's and, just crazy. And they know that and they accept that, but they're all about team. You know what I mean? So when those guys bring it every day, because they know they're making other people better, they're making themselves better and they're making your team better. I mean, they're critically important. You know, you, you have to have practice leaders. Yeah. If you don't have practice leaders and you don't practice well, good luck. Right. right. And the coach coach, I love you. I love all the coaches. Again, going back to the, if you're leading in practice all the time, and again, sometimes you got to reset the clock and sometimes you got to yep. like, okay, here's how we're going to communicate. Here's how we're going to do it. Cause they are teenage boys or girls and that's the way they act sometimes. But um, if you're having to do that two months into the season, you're having to bring that every day. And, and really what you want to do, and I'm sure we both done this is, you know, I'm going to go up to my practice leaders after a practice that where we didn't have a good one. And I'll say, guy, we need a good one tomorrow. You guys are our leaders, you know, on the practice floor. You got to bring it tomorrow. You got to set the tone for everyone else. And and they do, you know, but those are the conversations we have to have as coaches with our kids. Yeah. Um, the third one is the locker room leader. This is critical. Coaches can't be everywhere. And I, I've heard this said a lot and I really agree with it. But the the true culture of the team is what happens when the coach isn't there. And the locker room is, is the first place where stuff happens. And so you have to have someone that is able to control any drama to deal, put out fires. You know, I talk to our leaders a lot. One of the things we'll talk about later on, but I, I have a handout. I give to my kids each season, our team leaders, the, the nine things I ask them to do as leaders each and every season. And then we continue this discussion um, over the course of the year. And one of them is to be a, a junior firefighter. I mean, really that's their role in the locker room to put out the little fires behind the scenes before they turn into something bigger. And uh, we talk about what those look like and what those are and what those could be and have this ongoing discussion. But so do you have specific leader- things for a locker room leader or do you just have things for all three of the leaders we've talked about so far that you I have nine. Uh, it's, it's a team leader checklist. Okay. And it's nine things that I give to them and I go through at length are, these are the nine things I want from you. We need from you um, as leaders going into the season. Obviously it's a start. There's, there's more, right. but it's nine things on paper that we need them to do. Okay. Um, and then the humor social leader. And I think this is one that we forget about a lot. It's I mean, basketball is a long season. <laughs> and you need that that kid who's got high emotional IQ that can crack a joke at the right time, that can lighten the mood at the right time, that knows how to make it fun when he needs to, but also serious when he needs to. Um, they're typically, you know, your social leaders as well. I, I think about my team, two, 2019, my own son, he's about the ninth man on our team. Okay. He, he didn't, he didn't get in a lot. Okay. Um, he's a tweener. Uh, one of the best leaders we had on our team. He's a reason we, we went to state. We took third in state. He didn't get on the court a whole lot, but man, he brought, he was an energy leader too. He brought energy, but he brought that emotional, um, intelligence and that ability to connect people socially and to crack a joke when he needed to. And he just, he kept everyone involved on the team. And those leaders are critical. When we went to state in 2017, I had another kid just like that. Like those kids, when you talk about teams that get over the top, how do you get over that hump? They all have those people on the team that do that. 
in, in my experience, like right. they keep the team connected. They, they push them over the hump. And then that energy leader, that energy leader is, is the one on, on game day. It's your bench leader. They're bringing joy, positive energy. They're, they're supporting everyone and it's contagious. And, and that energy leader feeds off on other people. And um, kids can fit in all these little pockets and they need permission to be able to fit in that pocket. And I think as coaches, we have to celebrate these leaders. And so um, kids know that we value them and how are we going to use them uh, throughout the season on our team? So those are the five key ones. So, that so they obviously important. can have, you can be more than one because you could be absolutely one in the game one. So yep. how do you monitor all those? And is it you monitoring? Is it them monitor? I mean, how do you help them with those different processes throughout the season? I, I think you first have to lot. talk about yeah. it. Like, hey, there's a lot of different ways to lead. Here's examples. And then we'll have, have conversations with kids at the beginning of the season. I mean, you're talking with a team and you're going to say, you know, who, who's our practice leaders? Who are our best practice players? Why are they our best practice players? Who Who's our game leader? Who is our locker room leader? I mean, you, you, you kind of know as a coach, but just having honest conversations with the kids. One thing I do at the beginning of the season too, we can talk about this later, is I give this uh, preseason self-perception form. And it's one of the things I use to help determine who our captains or team leaders are going to be. And I ask the kids a bunch of questions, some of them related to these, because I'm guiding them in what I'm looking for and what I value as a leader. But I'm also finding out who are these kids on our team. Um, and then it's just this ongoing conversation and meeting with them over the course of a season. So there's a lot of things we do. Um, but I, I think really important is just talking to kids about the fact of what is collective leadership. Like it's not just one captain who is going to be the leader on our team. There's a lot of kids that influence our team and they all are very important and we have to celebrate them as coaches. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So go through those five one more time, coach. Be a game leader, uh, the practice leader the locker room leader, the humor or social leader, and then the energy leader. Those are the five most important collective leaders in my mind. Okay. Uh, what's the hardest one to do and what's the easiest one to do? Uh, well, I mean, the hardest is... Or to, to get them to do. To get kids to do. Um, I mean, I, I think you we would all want our best player to be all of these. <laughs> yes. You know, I think the locker room leader is important because it's an accountability piece. And it's when the coach isn't around. And I, I think, think that's it's the, the hardest, hardest one to find out who it is and how to feed it. I think so. That's that was my guess is just because you're not there. So no, yeah. If you and who we think has the 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 true voice of the you know team isn't always who we think it is. And that's part of the reason I in that preseason self perception form, I need to find out who that kid is because right. it's not always who we think it is. And that really goes into captain selection down the road as well. Yeah. And, and it does. It's like, and I've done this. I've, I've thought this kid had the voice of the locker room and it was actually this kid. Yep. And I, maybe it's cause I wanted it to be this kid um, and not this kid, but then I got to pivot, you know? So I, I, that's why I asked the question. I think that's the hardest. One and the to worst thing in. we can do as a coach is to give someone a title of a captain or a leader who we think is a locker room leader and they're not. And because now that gives them this positional mindset and, and, and they maybe try to lead, but they don't 
have that influence and that creates a lot of this. They don't have uh, the ability to do it. And I'm not going to put them in calculus no. if they haven't passed algebra two. You know, Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that because I'm not benefiting the kid or the team. All right. Till next week, yeah. coach. Thank you. Thank